to jump right in this morning. Uh, we kind of started this whole series, not meaning it to be a series, but it kind of just fell in my lap. And it really stemmed from me talking to someone and just describing how God uses many things for us to have life. And and if you've been around me for three seconds, you know my favorite verse is John 10.10, which says, Jesus is giving this paradox. He's giving this comparison between the two kingdoms. And he's, he's trying to lay it out for us. And, and I love the simplicity of Jesus and how he does this. But he talks about the enemy or the world's way, I might say, has come to rob, to kill, and destroy, or, or to steal, kill, and destroy in this translation. And, and he's showing this paradox over here. And this is where, where I'm meeting, the rubber meets the road, and all the people that I meet and have conversations, and, and many of them have never heard of the gospel of Christ. And most of them have never heard the real, simple word of Christ and the gospel and just that Jesus came to love them and not to condemn them. And John three seventeen for God didn't send a son into the world to condemn them, but that they could find salvation. But as I'm telling them the scripture, and this is my go-to one because I think it lays it out so easy, there's a world system that's just going to try and rob from you and steal your joy. And, and ultimately it just wants to kill you. But I love in the middle of this, Jesus says, I have come. And another translation says, but I have come. And he shows the other side to give you life to the full. And that's kind of where we ended up because I was talking to these people. I'm like, you know, it's easy to say that there's life to the full, but what does it mean to translate from this life in the world to being this life that's full? Because they're not the same, Jesus is saying here. So which kingdom am I going to live in? Which one am I going to slide to the natural things that happen with me, the way that I will just automatically go to that I don't need any help with going into this world that is just degraded and downfallen and just trying to pull me down? Or am I going to do the uphill climb to get to this place where there's life to the full? And as I was talking to people, it just came up and I said, you know, there's more than just one thing. And one person said to me, you know, I pray every day. And I'm like, that's great. I, I'm so happy. Don't ever stop praying every day. But there's more to living life to the full than just praying. And then I started talking about, I said, well, there's these, this, and then there's that, and then there's this other thing. And man, it all comes together. And I just got this picture in my mind of baking a cake. Because I had a wonderful childhood of my mom teaching me how to bake a cake and, and all the different ingredients. And then, it t- it, and then there's some trauma that flashes back to when I didn't get the ingredients right and I had too much or too little or forgot something. And, and it made me think about those things that we can have all of the ingredients but miss one thing. And it's just not going to be quite right in our lives. But we want to live life. To the full. So this, this series is called Ingredients. And, and sometimes I think it's crazy the, the thoughts that I get and the analogies I get. But man, this one just really speaks to me because I think everybody can understand it. And even the, the, the graphic that we had made, you see all the different components. And these are the ingredients that we're talking about of living life to the full. And the first week we looked at prayer. 
Then last week, we looked at other topics, and we're going to keep on going, and this morning we're doing a different one, but, you know, this week was Valentine's week, and I can't miss that, and I can't just skip by that as if it weren't this major event that the whole entire United States turned their attention, and much of the world turned their attention to love and relationships, and, and the, the people who were not with someone and not in a relationship, you know, it's a sad time, and, and someone said it's single awareness week. You know, you just get painfully aware that you're, you don't have someone. And, and that's a difficult time, and we certainly want to be sensitive and, and loving and reaching out to all those people. But then there's also the sweethearts, and I, I love my wife, Lenore, and the time that we get together. And, you know, I, I tell you, we don't have as much quantity of time as I would like, and I know as she would like. But what I really love is the, the quality of time, that even if it's just our fingers touching as I'm sliding into bed and she's getting up to go to work, just that moment I hold on to because I love you, Lenore, and you're so much, you mean so much to me. And Valentine's is a commercial holiday. It's got no significance other than selling cards, flowers, and chocolates, and it's wonderful. But it is always great to have a reminder about being in a relationship. And, and as we normally do in February, we'll have the whole month dedicated to relationships, and we'll talk about that. But, but this year, I really felt like we needed to continue on in this series of ingredients. But as I was contemplating it, relationships tie into the ingredients. In Genesis 3, starting with verse 8, God's talking about what it was like with Adam and Eve, Verse 8, then man and his wife heard the sound of God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from God because they just sinned. But here God, we see this picture, and you can go back and look at this in Genesis 3. God is walking in the garden with him. So here God has created this perfect place for man. And then he created man. He created the place before man. Man, there's a message in that, that God will always prepare a place before you get there for you. Anyway, I'm not going to digress. But he prepared this place and he put man there and then God's hanging out with them. Goes on to tell them in a conversation that God's having one-on-one with them. But we see that God was walking around with them. Can I tell you that your life will never be full? You can never live life to the full until you have a relationship with God. I'm going to say that again. Your life will never be to the full until you have a relationship with God. So you could be searching through all the different things, but if you don't have that relationship, if you don't have God coming into your life and walking through your life with you, you're never going to quite measure up and hit it to that life to the full because that's what he desired. That's what he created in the garden with Adam and Eve as a place for them and then and then them and then for him to just come and hang out with them and that's what he wants to do with us. And we looked at a few weeks ago the the personal relationship that God has with us. And he wants us sharing everything. He knows everything, but he wants to hear it from us. I know that my mom and my dad love hearing from me. And that's not prideful. I know that's to be true. And they may know pretty much what's going on, but they like hearing my voice and me telling them. And now as our children are transitioning, 
you know, and just got one left in the house. We can know pretty much what's going on with them, but there's just something about hearing their voice and hearing them tell us. In a superlative way, it's the same way with God. He knows everything that's going on, but he so longs to hear what's going on from us. See, in many ways, the ingredients are the relationship because everything we're talking about, prayer and and your intimacy with God and, and, you know, putting all these things together to try and make this life to the full, that is the relationship. But it's important to note that it is just that. It's a relationship. It's personal. Can you say that with me? It's personal. Your relationship with God is personal. In Genesis 5, 24, we see that Enoch walked faithfully with God. And then he didn't even die. He reached a point that God says, man, I just can't. I enjoy hanging out with you all the time. I'm just going to pull you up to heaven. I'm not even going to wait for you to die of natural causes. It's like, shoop, he's just gone. He's one of the, like just a couple of people in the Bible that happened to. But I love the, the, the cool thing in reading through Genesis 5, and you can read through that later. It's a great little thing to, to follow up with. But Enoch had a son who was Methuselah. And then Methuselah had a son who was Lamech. And Lamech had a son who was Noah. So here, Enoch is the great-grandfather of Noah. And in Genesis 6, it says, Now Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And look at that. He walked faithfully with God. We see the generational impact of Enoch who spent time with God and had this personal face-to-face somewhere describes of relationship with God that he was just talking to him like a man would talk to his friend. And that translated into his son and then translated into his, his son and then down to Noah and that this many generations later, Noah's the only one left who has a relationship with God. But it's personal In Genesis 17, Abraham was 99 years old, and the Lord appeared to him and says, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. In other words, try and hit the mark. Try your best to not have fault. Verse 2, and then I will make my covenant between me and you and increase your numbers. And as I was reading that, it made me smile because so many of the people I deal with are business people, and what every business person is looking for is increasing their numbers. And, and quite honestly, we all are, because what? Our numbers can be our bank account numbers, or they can be the numbers of people that are, we're selling stuff or, or we're finding success in, and, and it's all in numbers, and God says, hey, and when you have this covenant, this personal relationship between me, when you walk faithfully with me, You have a relationship that's personal. I will greatly increase your numbers. So it's not just enough to say, hey, God, I want you to do this. We got to pray and ask him to increase our numbers. But we also have to walk faithfully with him and have that relationship that tied in connection with God. We are at a a pastor's thing for ARC. 
several months ago, Lenore and I went to see them and, and a pastor sat across the table from us and, and he, he was talking about a book he read and, and, and a message he heard and he went on to talk and it, it actually became awkward to me because he said, this is what the guy told us. He goes, don't ever, never, ever, ever, ever. And it's like, okay, I got it. And he kept saying ever, ever, ever. And I'm like, okay, I really understand what you're saying. He kept going ever, ever, ever. And then he finally said, quit. But the overemphasizing of never quit, never, ever, no matter what comes against you, never, ever quit, ever, ever, ever. Today's ingredient we're going to look at is endurance. Endurance. And there's a picture uh, that I put in there, and I hope I told Michael about it. It's in the service media folder. If I didn't, from Pastor Mike Maiden, he posted on Facebook this week. And I know Michael's probably freaking out right now. And I'm sorry, Michael. Pastor Mike put this this post up there. Man, Pastor Mike is just so awesome and such a, a great, incredible man of God and a prophet. And I just love the things that he prophesies out, even in social media, to be able to put this out there. But he, he talked about our lives and not quitting. And I'm like, man, God, as, you're, as I'm preparing this message and as I'm walking through these steps and as I'm getting this ready, and I've known for a couple of weeks it was going to be on endurance and perseverance this morning. And man, to see that post from Pastor Mike was just amazing. And I'm going to pull it up here while Michael's pulling it up here too, because I'm so sorry, Michael, I didn't have that ready for you. Um, It was just amazing. But this is what Pastor Mike said. He said, someday in your future, people will express their deepest gratitude to you for not giving up today. I'm going to say that again. Someday in your future, people will express their deepest gratitude to you for not giving up today. Your breakthrough is never just about you. It's about the lives that will be blessed because you didn't quit. There it is. Thank you, Michael. Belaboring this. Someday in your future, people will express their deepest gratitude to you for not giving up today. Have you know that when you live in this world where the enemy's kind of trying to come, kill, steal, and destroy from you, he wants you to give up today. Today's the time. Just forget it. You don't need to keep doing this anymore. Look, it's not working. Hey, it didn't turn out like you thought. Just give up. Your breakthrough You can look at it and say, God, I'm praying for breakthrough because I need this. I, 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 I need this. I need this. But your breakthrough is never just about you. It's about all the lives that will be blessed because you didn't quit. Don't quit. Never, ever, ever, ever. Can I keep going on forever? Never quit. Endurance. Keep going. And man, I think about when I was in, in junior high at Ingram and, and doing track, and, and I'm out there and we're running for five miles, and the coach would just take us and drop us off out in the country. And the only way we're going to get back to school is to run back. And I get tired and I don't want to keep going and putting that next foot in front of the next one and just keep going. And you're like, I can't lift my foot another time. Okay, I did. Okay, I can't do it another time. But I'm here. I made it back. You know, I didn't think I was going to die out there on the road behind the dam. I thought for sure I was going to die. 
Never ever quit. In Hebrews 13, God says, keep your lifestyle free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Don't get sucked into this world's economy where you got to have more and more and more. And I got to think, be content where you're at. For God himself has said this. This is the point. I will never leave you or forsake you. Never quit because God isn't going to quit on you. Have endurance in your life because God is never going to forsake you. He's never going to abandon you, another translation says. He's always there with you. In Hebrews, in another place, it says, for we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses that are up there cheering us on like, you can do it. Go, you got this. Never, ever quit. When we decide to plant this church and, 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 and actually surrender to the call of God, because I was like, God, no, I don't want to do this. This is not what I want. This is not my idea. This is nothing I ever wanted. This is not on my 20-year plan. And he really let me know that this was God's plan for his plan for us. And we planted, and then it didn't work out like I thought and what we anticipated that it would. And, and God has given me now three words, and one was a picture, actually. First one was, a, and I've talked about this many times, but as we're talking about, man, should we leave the school and just go back to our living room and just plan again and, and trying to figure out all this stuff? Man, as soon as that happened, God showed me this field with rows of dirt where they planted the seed and then the rows are so perfect. He showed me there's seeds under the ground and you can't see what's going on. Then he told me these words, stay the course. I'm telling you, it's just as sure as I had a conversation with my wife this week, God spoke to me. Stay the course. In other words, don't ever quit. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what's trying to pull at your, your pants to pull. You say, no, you're, you guys stop doing this. What's trying to anchor my feet down and say, no, you can't take that next step. No, never quit. Stay the course. Keep doing what I've told you to do. And a couple of weeks ago, I made reference that I was going to be telling you another word that God gave me. And just the same way as he gave me those words, he gave me Galatians 6, 9. Out of the clear blue sky, I'm just praying about church and the direction and where we're going. It's a new year. And I'm telling you, just like rose up inside of me the same way he showed me those seeds in the ground, the same way he said to stay the course, he told me this. Galatians 6, 9. Don't become weary doing good. For at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. Look at that. You don't give up. We have to have endurance. God says, don't look at what's going on, how many people are watching the stream, whether that's a good number this week or not that great of a number, or how many people are listening to your podcast, how many people showed up, whether you're in a building, whether you're in your living room, it doesn't matter any of that. Don't come weary doing good. Just keep doing what I told you to do, but don't get tired of it. Because at the proper time, and man, that's his time. That's not my time. I don't choose when that is because how many of you know that'd be, oh, let's do from day one, let's go. We're not ready for that. God knows the plans that he has for us. And he knows the proper times. But I love this. You will reap. God is not mocked when we plant seeds into a ground and keep watering them and keep watering them and keep watering them. 
You get a harvest if you don't give up. My, my challenge to you this morning, the ingredient this morning is don't give up. Have endurance. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have obstacles. You're going to have the waves like Peter had, you know, that are lapping up against his, his feet when he's out there with Jesus. And he's like, ah, you're going to have things that come against you, but don't give up. Don't become weary. Don't go, but I've been keeping on, keeping on, and my keeping on is just tired of keeping on. And keep on keeping on. Don't become weary. And I love, I love the way the Bible is always there to kind of tell us ahead of time what's coming. See, sometimes we can slide more into this world where we're trying to be robbed, killed, and destroyed. And that's where our weariness comes. We say, man, I've been doing good for so long, and I don't see any fruit from it. Nothing's happened. He <laughs> says, hey, these thoughts are coming. Be prepared for them. But at the proper time, you will reap. How many people start businesses? Maybe it's a multi-level marketing or network marketing or, or any kind of business, even a small business, and they start it, and because it doesn't happen in a short period of time, they do what? They give up. But then the testimonies you hear, the people who are wildly successful, is the same thing on every single one of them, no matter what the thing is. They talk about a time when it didn't look like it was working. Talked about a time when it didn't look like it was going to work out at all. And they said, but we just didn't give up. And they would always encourage the people who are coming up, don't stop. Don't let anything stop you. See, that's the, the secular world, and, and that's our business side of things. But Jesus is saying here, it's going to happen the same way in your spiritual walk. It's going to happen in your life. You're going to plant seeds, and you're going to say, I wish that thing had come back sooner. I, I don't know about that child that I've been praying is going to come back home. When's that going to happen, God? And he says, don't give up. See, one of the ingredients of living life to the full is having endurance. Perseverance. Saying, God, no matter what, I'm not going to give up. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems. Now, I don't know about you, but when I run into problems, I don't go, hey, yay, 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 let's throw a pepper rally, let's get some cheerleaders and some pom-poms and go, woo, we got problems. goes on, for we know that they help us develop, what? What's that word? Endurance. Problems and trials that are trying to kill, steal, and destroy us in this world are producing an ingredient to live life to the full on this side. They develop because we're translating from this kingdom into this kingdom, from the world's kingdom of problems and trials, and they're helping birth us into this other one when I don't give up goes on to say, and endurance develops strength of character. So the benefit, the fruit in your life, uh, the ingredient of endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens 
our confident hope. It's a process. The first process is problems. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody's amening me right now. But the first step in that whole line is problems and trials. And when you keep doing what you're supposed to do, when you keep calling on God, when you keep doing what you know you should be doing that doesn't make any sense, you keep praying, you keep giving, you keep doing all the things of God, and you're making that transition, it's developing endurance. And then endurance is developing strength of character. How many of you know that somebody can go through something and you see the strength and the character in them like, man, I don't know how you're so strong. You're so strong because you went through these trials. And then character strengthens a confident hope. Hebrews 10, verse 36 says, patient endurance. Patient endurance is what you need now. Can it get any more specific than that? So that you will continue to do God's will. Endurance. That you keep going, you lock in like, I'm not going to let anything. I'm never, ever, 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 and keep going with the ever. It's going to stop or quit. Because I'm going to continue to do God's will. Then you'll receive all that he's promised you. See, there's a period of time between when God promises something and when we realize it, in the middle of that is endurance. And you need it now, Hebrews says. Colossians 1 says, so that you may live a life worthy. This is the whole purpose. We're going to live in this life to the full. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Bearing fruit in every good work. Bearing fruit is where we're sowing seeds and we see something come back. Growing in the knowledge of God that I'm translating from this world of robbing and killing and destroying into this life to the full world. Verse 11. Be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that, so that, so that. Be strengthened so that you may have great endurance and patience. We need endurance. We need patience in our life. Never ever pray for patience. But we need endurance and patience in our lives. That's an ingredient to living life to the full to say, God, I'm not ever going to stop. But it's not just about me. It's not about me and how great I am that I'm never going to stop and we're going to not let anything pull us down. But it's, it's, it's Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things, everything through Christ who gives me strength. See, it's not living in this world where they're trying to kill, steal, and destroy, and I'm just so wonderful and I'm so amazing that I'm able to rise above that. None of us are that. It is being able to translate into this world where Christ gives me the strength to have endurance. See, John 10, 10 shows us these two worlds. But I love that John 16, Jesus finishes with these words. He says, I told you these things that you may have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble. 
We've pretty much laid that out with all the other scriptures this morning. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have trials. But take heart, Jesus says. I have overcome the world. But I want us to see this in a different light this morning. He says, I told you all these things. So he's not talking about just the words before that, but the totality of his ministry to them. He's like, everything I've poured into you, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. When will you have peace? Now. How do you have it? In this world, you're going to have trouble. That doesn't sound like peace to me. That's not what I want to hear from Jesus saying, hey, I got peace for you. Guess what? You're going to have trouble. No. I want to hear that, the, like that commercial where the curvy road, because you're driving this one car, that everything turns straight and all the traffic lights turn, and it's just all about me. He says, no, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. I overcame the world. And can I tell you, there's, there's multiple layers I believe in this. Number one, we need to see that this world is just temporal. And Jesus said, I came, as we looked at a few weeks ago, just like you. I was tempted just like you. I went through everything that you go through so I could experience and take on the fullness of it. And I won. Jesus had the endurance even to the cross. He won. He says, I fought, I came, and I overcame the world. I was able to translate from this world into this world. That's how I can give it to you. Because I have overcome. When we live in his kingdom, when we make this transition through our trials and our tribulations and our our struggles and all these things that come against us, we make that translation through endurance over to this life to the full, we're being like Jesus. Let me say it another way. When I'm like Jesus, I'm making this transition from over here to over here. When we live in his kingdom, we find peace that no one else has. When it doesn't make sense. Will you bow your heads with me? Peace when it doesn't make sense. Scriptures we often look at says, he'll give us the peace that passes all understanding. But that scripture is preceded by several others. It says, pray with all supplications. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Why wouldn't I be anxious when I have all these struggles? Did I need peace in my life? There's plenty to be anxious about. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Which world are you living in this morning? Are you living in the world that just comes natural to us? Or are you taking that pressure, squeezing, tight, struggle, transition to living life to the full? Which world are you in? Can I invite you this morning to take the first step towards life to the full? This ingredient of endurance begins with accepting Jesus 
And the greatest news I can give you is you don't have to understand it all. You just have to take that step. Right now, I invite you to follow me in this prayer. Say this. Say, Jesus, I've tried to do it on my own. My life is a mess, and I need you. I ask you to come live inside of me. Save me. Change me. Show me what and how to do it. Make me more like you. I'm changing my mind and my direction to live in your kingdom. I put my faith in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer. Whether it's this morning, someone watching us live through social media, Lord, or watching the YouTube later or listening to our podcast years from now. Lord, as we face struggles, as we have trials, as we have those situations, they're coming against us. Let us recognize there's two worlds. Lord, let us move from the world that is natural into the kingdom of God and have life to the full. We give this to you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we close, I want to ask you to just pull out your connection card. And we're going to do things a little bit different this morning. Michael gave me an idea of how to do this a little bit more efficiently, so we're going to make that transition this morning. But if you've, if you've got your connection card, Michael's already talked to you about filling out all your, your information up here. And there's a place in the middle that you can put a decision you've made this morning. And everyone watching online, there's also, as Michael's already told you, there's every place you go, you can find our connection card on our website, on our app, on the stream. There's pull downs everywhere you can find it. It's there. And we'd love to hear from you and be able to know what's going on. There's a place at the bottom for you to put your prayer requests. And we really want to stay connected with you, which is the whole purpose of the connection card. And I know it's up at the bottom. Down there, it shows a way you can give for everyone who's watching online or listening after the fact that want to be a part of the, the financial um, success of this, this uh, ministry. And it's been de- described to me as a financial runway and that it, it takes a lot to get a church off the ground. It takes a lot to keep a church going. And, and the way we do that is through, you know, God's economy is through giving. And you can do that by givetobelong.com. Of course, that's also in our app. It's also on our website. You know, we're trying to make everything that you can need to possibly be in it at all right there for you. So you can do that. So if you've completed your connection cards, we're going to let you drop it in the bucket as you go out this morning. And we're going to also collect our tithes and offerings through the envelopes if you're doing that. Or again, you can go to givetobelong.com. So if you will, stand with me as we pray. Let's pray over these, these connection cards and the, and the tithes and offerings that have come in this week. Father God, I just thank you for what you're doing here. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in me. Lord, I just draw my circle. And Lord, I thank you 
what you're doing in me, but Lord, I know that what you're doing in me, you're doing in my wife. You're doing in all the people that are on staff here. Lord, all the people that call church, on, that you call Belong Church their home. Lord, people that are watching us online. Lord, the people that are, are connected to us and all the, the ways that it just goes out into hundreds of people so quickly. You're doing all of these things, God. And I thank you for it. Lord, I thank you for the connection cards that have come in and that are coming in. Lord, I thank you for the prayer requests that have come in and that are coming in. Lord, I speak a blessing over all of them. And Lord, I speak a blessing, a special blessing over everyone who who sent their tithes and their offerings in that are part of the financial runway, that are part of the financial success of this church. Lord, we thank you that this is your work and what you're doing. Bless it in every way, every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.